0: Femtech Focus podcast where we have meaningful and provocative conversations with femtech experts. These academics, doctors, and innovators tell us about the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Brittany Barreto, and if you have a femtech idea or early stage startup, be sure to apply for the Guild Academy Femtech Edition, which is the first virtual femtech accelerator where we are bringing together the biggest names in femtech, including investors, doctors, successful femtech founders. You can apply at letsguildacademy.com femtech. You gotta do this by September 18th, all right? So that's when applications close, September 18th. Alrighty, in today's episode, I interview Sylvia King, CEO and co-founder of Mira, a technology to track and predict fertility. Mira is the first FDA and CE-registered women's health monitoring platform and they had 99% accuracy in their clinical trials, which is pretty hard to do, so that's incredible. Mira is comprised of a handheld analyzer, test wands, an app, and a cloud-based AI algorithm for home health monitoring. Their AI, which artificial intelligence algorithms, learn the women's personal cycles and the variability within them. And that helps predict the exact fertility window. Mira has 18 patents and won the best startup of CES in 2018. So they are doing something right. Uh, you can learn more about their product at miracare.com. Enjoy the show. Hey, Sylvia, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Brittany, great to have me.
0: Yeah, I am really excited to hear about Miracare today. Um, I'm actually not that familiar with it, so we are all gonna learn together um, about your mission and your product, and I- I'm just really excited. Where are you located right now?
1: So we're based in San Francisco Bay Area.
0: Perfect, cool, great. Well. You know, Sylvia, our listeners love to hear the background of our guests. So why don't you tell our listeners where you're from, what did you study, and how did you end up founding Miracare?
1: Sure, sounds great. So um, my background was in uh, biomedical engineering. So I did my undergrad in University of Pittsburgh uh, with biomedical engineering, and then I did a master. Um, in Columbia University also with biomedical engineering and after that I decided to uh, go more with a business route so I did an MBA from Cornell Mm -hmm. and after Cornell I went to a, a Fortune 500 life science company so I was a uh, I started from a product manager and eventually became a uh, business director over there. So I was running about the $100 million of global P&L.
0: Wow. That's a big job. <laughs> no pressure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then I realized that, uh, you know, as a uh, female, as a lady in a professional workforce, and I have many friends who are just like me right now. So, uh, you know, the, uh, like my closest the girlfriend, and she is over thirty years old, and she has really advanced education and a really great career development. And then she, when she started to try for a baby, and that was probably around her, you know, thirty-four or so on. And then she realized there's so many problems with that, and she, you know, she did not have any issue with her, you know, health or body before, um, but you know she tried for about three months and didn't have any result. So she started to panic, mm. and then she started to you know research online, Google, and then uh, uh, try the OPK, which is the uh, you know the test strip to yeah. test your supposed to test your ovulation, and also she tried the thermometer to test her body temperature, and with the doctor did ultrasound. So whole circle of Troublesome and struggle, and the result is like you know she doesn't have any issue. So still mm. everything, was good. but she just doesn't have you know just has no luck until she probably you know tried until for six months into the down the road, and then uh, she the doctor really doesn't know what's happening and they just tell her maybe you're just you know no no luck so you should seek for fertility treatment and eventually she had her son um but that was through iui so Mm. that was really expensive and a very painful process he has to go through a lot of maybe unnecessary examinations and also maybe unnecessary medications to stimulate the hormones or so on yeah and uh, you know when i was chat with her about this and she told me that actually there are many women like this today and Mm -hmm. they usually you know usually we just don't tell people about our personal or this kind of like a private topics, Mm -hmm. the struggles we have. But many people are like this right now. And the the things like we never knew what went wrong. And even even until today, she doesn't know what's the problem. So and I was thinking that if there are two things we could do, like the first thing is like if we can really have something to help women to know things, know the body better, before things got too late. Because fertility is related with age. Mm-hmm. So before it got too late, if there's a tool for you to know better about what's going on so you can make a better decision before things got too late, that will be help- helping so many people. And the second thing is when people start to trying, and they that's the time they seriously start to pay attention to their body. Mm. So if there's a tool to you know, help them to know better about their body in a much easier way and a much clearer way, much better clarity, not like, you know, Google online every day yeah. or visiting every day. I think that would be so wonderful. So then, uh, you know, with my background, I'm kind of like a combination between science and business. Uh-huh. So I've got um, another guy, actually two other guys, and they're more on the technical side. We say if there is a technology that we can bring the lab testing, like a big instrument, that type of accuracy to something for women to test at home. Mm -hmm. And also, there needs to be very easy to understand data interpretation so people can take action based on this data. Yeah. And that's how we started Mira. So Mira is the uh, home fertility tracker, obviously, and the difference is like we track multiple hormones. So we're just like what you're doing in the lab. It's not like OPK, it's not like oh, oh, only track ovulation or only track um, you know, when your sur- hormone surge is high or you know something like this. Yeah. And also mirror tells you your hormone concentration. So the number of actual hormone level, like your hormone is 10, mm-hmm. is 20, is 15. So tell you that number. So you can actually see your hormone pattern. You can see your hormone curve. You can see how this month is different from last month. And you can see, you know, how these changes are making a difference to your body, to your ovulation. So you can really find the trend behind that, and that will give you clarity to achieve whatever goal you have.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So, is it like a urine stick, or how do women measure their hormones with uh, Miracare?
1: Yeah, it's like a urine stick. So we choose urine because that's easier for. Um, everyone to do the test every day, or mm-hmm. if you want to do the every day, you don't have to. Um, like uh, they, you know, basically they just sample the mirror test bond into their urine sample and insert the test bond into the mirror analyzer, which is the palm size, very small device. And the device will read their hormone actual hormone number, and this number will be automatically transferred to the mirror app. And the app will, you know, interpret your data, pull
0: your data, give you analysis, give you suggestions. Wow. Yeah, I looked at your website and I saw some really cool like bell curve graphs and stuff. And so, you know, as a scientist, I think that's incredible and super fun. Do you find that women are able to interpret the graphs or like do you give a conclusion statement for the woman?
1: Yeah, so we give a conclusion statement for your, especially for your ovulation, for your fertile non-fertile window, mm-hmm. and we also give the warning mm-hmm. if your hormone profile looks too much off from mm-hmm. the regular curve, so that we found usually those are you know the goals people are seeking for. So mirror will tell you if you're you know when you are ovulating and if you, and how fertile you are, how close you are to the ovulation, or you have already passed to your ovulation, and also will tell you like. Um, you, know, you might have a chance for PCOS or your cycle might be irregular in the same cycle.
0: Yeah, that's so important. Um, how many women are using Miracare?
1: Um, we believe there's more than uh, 10,000 users already.
0: Cool. Um, even we,
1: we were relatively a new product to the market. So we just launched the product in the US last year. And now we're expanding globally too. So we have some uh, customers from uh, uh, from Europe, and from Australia, New Zealand, or so on. So yeah, we have more than two thousand Wow,
0: people. incredible. Do you know if you've helped make any babies yet?
1: Yeah, of course. Yes? So a, yeah, <laughs> really great comments from our users. Actually, that's the, uh, I think that's the most rewarding and, uh, you know, fantastic part of my personal journey, because I feel like People really need some help, and you are able to give them some help. So we have many users write back to us saying, you know, I got pregnant, and some are having really, uh, very, actually, very dramatic story. You know, they had a baby, they had a miscarriage, and husband was traveling. You know, all kinds of this very, um, very, um, you know, very dynamic thing. And also, the some of them have issues. Doctor, there was a girl, and doctor diagnosed her. With certain issues, and she only had a two percent chance to conceive, given you mm-hmm. know, by the doctor, and she was able to conceive the by Mira.
0: Wow! Do you know if anyone has named their baby Mira?
1: <laughs> I don't know. yeah.
0: yeah um well let's dive into the the science a little bit um you know we've had some other fertility people on here and we've talked about different components of things that matter for fertility like cervical fluid and stuff but we honestly have not dived into the hormones responsible Mm -hmm. for fertility so let's do that together what are the hormones most important for fertility and then please tell us about like what is the wave? what is the the shift in you know levels of those hormones based on fertility?
1: Sure, sure. so the um so there are I would say majorly four or five hormones mm. they are going up and down every cycle in your body. so okay. um everyone's different every cycle is different, but you can see them as periodical so they repeat every cycle. and among those hormones there are two that's the most important for your fertility or for your Fertile versus non-fertile window. So the first one is the LH hormone. So that's called the luteinizing hormone. Mm. So that hormone increases about uh, 12 to 24 hours before your ovulation. So actually, that hormone leads to the ovulation. So because because your body has that hormone now, so your ovary knows, okay, it's a time to release. All right,
0: so it's pre-ovulating. It's getting ready for exactly it.
1: pre-ovulating. Yeah. And that's the uh, and once you see that hormone increase and you are already at your most fertile time of the cycle so you know we only have that means we only have about maximum two days for your peak fertility per cycle so that's also the reason that you know trying to conceive not that easy because you you're not really fertile every single day yeah so that's the most important one and the second most important one is estrogen so estrogen is a uh, very important, probably the number one important female hormone, because that hormone um, you know, changes or controls everything, almost many things in your body, like your skin, like aging, like menopause, all these are related with estrogen. So estrogen goes into a cycle too. So estrogen will increase about uh, five to six days before your ovulation every cycle. And it will also go bow a bow shape of curve, and it will reach the peak around your ovulation and then it will calm down. Mm. So, why is that hormone useful? It's because your fertile window start, starts about four to five days before the ovulation. So, why is that? And that's because the uh, sperm can live inside the woman's body up to five days.
0: That is incredible.
1: Incredible, right? So that means you you can have the sperm there waiting and for the egg to wait Oh my means- gosh, just
0: hanging out, drinking some tea, waiting <laughs> for the egg to come out. Like what
1: Exactly. So estrogen basically basically can help you to identify your full Fertile window, yeah. and a hormone will tell you when the peak fertility, when the ovulation will be. And obviously, the closer you're to the ovulation, the more fertile you are, because um, you know, the even the sperm is there and it can decay, right? Everything can decay with time. Mm-hmm. So those two are the most important hormones. And we know there are other fertility products, and we're trying to, you know, they're trying to measure different things like body temperature, like cervical mucus even cervical position. Yeah. Those are all good. But those are the results of estrogen of the
0: hormones. hormones. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Because your estrogen increase and then your cervical mucus texture changes. Yeah. And your position changes. And the body temperature is a little bit um you know being questionable by the doctors mm-hmm. because uh body temperature actually increases after ovulation happens. About twelve hours after ovulation happens. But Once your egg is released, once ovulation happens, the egg's lifespan is only up to 24 hours. Isn't that
0: crazy? Oh my god, sperm can live for five days in somebody else's body, but an egg in its own uterus can only live one day.
1: day so that means you if you're trying to conceive you should really capture the few days before ovulation and the time of ovulation but not wait until ovulation has already, already happened. happened and yeah. to measure a body temperature it might be you know a little bit late for you
0: yeah why does body temperature change when you ovulate
1: Yeah, I think that's also because some hormone level changing your Mm. body, and there's a um, pretty you know complicated cascade chemical reaction happening in your Mm. body. So um, and your you know result in your basal body temperature socially.
0: Wow! Wow, that is so interesting. I am, you know, I love science. God, I love science. (laughs) It's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow! Um, And so you know you can figure out for the woman using mira to you can figure out exactly which day do you think that like um you have to use mira a few months in a row in order to finally get all the data right
1: so not really if you're just trying to detect ovulation for this Mm month you can pretty much use that for the current month and the hormone profile will tell everything because As we said, if your ovulation is about to happen, your two most important hormones will increase, and those are the hormones mirror measures. So that will give you that. However, mirror algorithm does learn your cycle, so that means we actually did a study on that, and we found that uh, if you continue using mirror for four months or four cycles, and the um, ovulation, the accuracy of ovulation prediction is about four times higher than if you're just using a fertility app. Wow! It's it will only track your period, right? So you enter your yeah. period, and it will calculate. Oh, when the next period will likely happen? So you know, Mira has this formal input. So with that data, you can reach four times higher accuracy. So that's actually very, very accurate. It is almost, almost close to perfect.
0: Wow! Data is so amazing. <laughs> Data-driven <laughs> right. everything, please. Yeah. Um. And, you know, does your app communicate with the partner at all? Because some of our other fertility companies, you know, we talked about, you know, there's a day that you're fertile and then you got to run over to your partner and say, okay, the egg is going to come out. <laughs> Let's do it, you know? And so do you, does your app have any notification for the partner? Should they download the app too? Or?
1: Right. So we currently don't have a partner version of the app, but the uh, partner can definitely download the app and watch so it with them. The, yes. Yeah. So all the data is stored on the account on the cloud. So basically means you can be viewing that from any phone. Mm. It doesn't really matter as long as you have the logging and you look at the, um, you know, the curve. And also Mirror will give you advanced notification. So you know when you're, it will give you prediction in line with the actual tests. Yeah. So basically. Past past the test, or based on your period or cycle information, it will predict it to say, okay, you might want to pay attention; those few days are likely to be fertile, and then will suggest you to test on those days to confirm how, how fertile they are. So if they're really fertile and or so on, and the algorithm or the you know the fertility level will change, will dynamically change. So mm. it will definitely tell you upfront, so you can be prepared. Yeah. and also you can do it
0: anywhere. You can plan a date night. You can make dinner, light some candles, (laughs) put on extra perfume. Um, Something else you mentioned earlier, which I found really fascinating was that, you know, since you're measuring these hormone levels over time, you have the potential to, you know, signal to women that they may have a disorder like PCOS. Can you tell us more about that? Like, what are, is it just PCOS? Is there other ones? And like, how would you know? Based on the data you sure, look at.
1: Sure, sure. So, PCLS is diagnosed majorly by the hormone. So, there is a ratio of the hormone, which is the LH and FSH. So, those are two different hormones. And usually, um, your LH level, when it's not at the ovulation, should be pretty low. But the people with many people with PCOS, not everyone, will have a elevated LH baseline. So, that means the LH level will get really high. And there's the, uh, you know, there are a few kinds of PCOS and there's other uh, people with PCOS, they have multiple hormone surges or multiple, you see the hormone curve looks like, you know, multiple peaks or multiple oh. ovulation, but it's not. Oh. Yeah, actually their body is trying to ovulate multiple times, but sometimes it's not successful. Oh. And some people have the, uh, also have an elongated um, peak, so that means... Uh, her hormones stay at a really high level for longer than the you know the regular or healthy woman. Got it. So all this but all this can be characterized by the hormone profile. And yeah. and you know one day test probably not gonna give you too much, but if you test that continuously you can mm-hmm. pause the curve. It will definitely show you some information over there. So that's how we look at this. And and we um if we look at the you know the person profile is very close to uh the pcos profile and uh, we will you know we're not gonna mirror it's not the diagnostic device it's not yeah. like that it's more like measuring testing but it will give you some uh, reminder say okay this might be something you want to pay attention to because many people i would say i don't know the exact number but the really high percentage of women have PCOS are not aware
0: they have no idea
1: yeah no idea because you, you just as we said at the beginning of this like you never go to check your fertility level or hormone until the day you're trying to conceive. Yes. Like and then, uh, then, uh, um, you know, until the time she started to get conceived and then she will say, how come I just never got conceived after trying so for so much time? Mm. And then at this time, if you can give her some information about, you know, what really went wrong, or some insights about her body for hormone profile, maybe some sign for PCOS. And we found that that has been really helpful to our users.
0: Oh, that's so good. Yeah, because, you know, we have a society that just says, you know, periods suck, you know, they're the worst, Mm -hmm. just get over it, you know, and so women that are truly suffering are like, well, everyone must be like this, or, you know, they're, I'm just weird, and you know, but it's like, no, no, no. You need help. You can get help. There's like, exactly. you know, but she doesn't know until so she's trying to get pregnant.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: let's talk about the social stigma of infertility. Do you encounter that at all with your customers? Like, the women feel like extra hard on themselves about not being able to succeed in getting pregnant.
1: Yeah, we actually saw a lot of cases like that. So, mm-hmm. um, the. Uh, Infertility is a pretty broad term. There's Mm. many reasons behind that or cause that. So infertility is defined as if you're trying to conceive for twelve months and you cannot conceive. Oh, that's the definition. Okay. So that's called infertility. But many people with infertility doesn't even have a problem. You know, they're healthy. Maybe they're just unlucky, or you know, sometimes you're, uh, you're older and your egg quality or sperm quality is not that good. Mm -hmm. So you may uh, you you know you may you may have to take longer or your egg, the sperm or the egg will live for a shorter time, so mm. will, the chance will steamer. So but we found a lot of times women are really stressed out by this. And majorly that's the woman stressed out by this is not the man. And the um and, and especially if people, you know, had a miscarriage. And they really blame themselves and say, "Okay, you know, I've been trying for this long, and I lost the baby. It seems like all her fault." And then she becomes really anxious, and she googles online, and that's why you see there are so many communities online, people trying to support each other, which is good. But those communities are um, hardly not bad by. Uh, you know, scientific expert or so on. So many people still result in doubts. You know, mm-hmm. they're just looking for similar cases to them, but doesn't really mean that similar case is really, is really scientific or seeing the right thing. So I think the um, you know infertility has become more and more common right now. I think partly because uh, women are that gar- getting more uh, you know career uh, career advancement mm-hmm. and education, so maternal mm-hmm. ages got delayed, um, and the, but. But at the same time, I think they uh, uh, you know, there is still a lot of lack of awareness, lack of education, and uh, people are worrying, um, you know, too much or not really worrying at the correct thing, not yeah. really on the right point, uh, you, you know, on here. So that's also part of reason that I want to, you know, fund Mira because. I think with something given, you know, with a scientific tool, given women more understanding about their body, and also like this kind of podcast we're doing, we're really trying to raise awareness. So we're trying to say that, number one, you should understand your body scientifically. Mm-hmm. If you can't get pregnant, it's not your fault. It's no one's fault it's a very common issue right now and there's many different causes behind that and you need to take that you know scientifically rationally and find a solution there are many people many service products can help you and the second thing is that you know um the entire you know, society should realize that it's not a woman's fault it's not mm-hmm. it's not something you know the woman should be stressing out mm-hmm. and the awareness need to be raised and you know we should be very freely and confident, comfortably talking about fertility, talking about, you know, when to have baby, talking about this hormone, and also talking about, you know, how, you know, how to really have a better control of woman's body so she can do better in her life. Mm. She can plan her career better, and she can plan when to have kids better, plan the family better. So, but, you know, not, is not, not to put the stress all on the one person, on the woman herself.
0: Yeah. Well, I wonder if also the social stigma and the shame around infertility is because for so many centuries, the only purpose of a woman was to have babies, right? But now the purpose of a woman is to be a leader, is to be a boss, is to be an artist, to do whatever she wants, you know? And so I really hope that that shame can dilute as we realize our value is so much more diverse than just babies, you know? Um, Exactly and then what do you think like when do you think people should buy a mirror and uh start measuring their hormones to learn about their body right so you're an advocate for people only look at their hormones when they're trying to get pregnant but when should we start to look at our hormones
1: sure so i think you should start to look at that if you you know been trying to conceive but don't have any results for like i would say one or two months Mm -hmm. because the uh we realize for you know for Mira, a lot of women they're towards the uh, you know a little bit older in their age, like mm-hmm. maybe they're close to 30 or at least about twenty five years old. And the fertility really is the equation of time. So yeah. if you find you have a little bit of trouble or you it takes you a while, or you don't know what's happening, and then uh, you should take action earlier. The first action is to define what's going on, where mm-hmm. the problem is at. And in order to define that, you will need something to monitor your situation on the databases. I mm-hmm. say doctor is very good too, but it's just not practical to go to do blood joint every day. It's every
0: day, every morning, <laughs> stop yeah, by. Yeah every, yeah,
1: every morning, you know, it's just not very practical. So you should definitely take action earlier. So mirror is not really too, uh, it's not a tool to use when you start to have serious trouble. It's more like um you know when you start to try or you want Mm -hmm. to uh, save some time and you want to seriously uh conceived especially if you're about if you're closer to 30 years old or a little bit older and you should take action earlier mir will give you the insights about what's going on so regardless what the result is if you got pregnant you don't get pregnant how long takes you to get pregnant knowing what's actually happening will be super helpful for sure.
0: Yeah, wow. Well, Sylvia, this has been an amazing conversation. And I wanna ask you two last questions that our listeners love. The first one is, we have a lot of aspiring founders. And so what is in women's health and wellness that still needs innovating? Mm
1: -hmm. I think we need to empower women to know better about themselves and also give them more confidence that's one thing another thing is like we need to raise awareness of women's health and women's entire you know this industry basically mm-hmm. i still i know the recent years there has been a lot of you know trending topics conversations companies about in the woman fintech. which yeah. is great but i don't think that's enough i don't think it's it's, mm-hmm. it's still far away from uh what we need to do so uh, most of women look at our consumers right most women as you said we're uh, still living in a situation they don't really know about their body until mm-hmm. the day to come mm-hmm. and they still struggle with when they try to become like artist, the scientist, the leader, whatsoever. Um, they struggle with like how do they balance this? You know, should I wait? Should I not wait? Yes. Is this gonna track my career down? Gonna take too much of my time? And there's many things in there, in the you know in their about their health, about training, tracking, even about the mental health, about some uh, social social changes as well yeah. so i don't think that, that has been done enough so any company that can you know empower every single woman from a grassroots to have this powerful tool to make better decisions about their lives i think that's definitely going to help yeah. within this industry overall and on the other end any company that can help with awareness about what we should be talking about, comfortably talking about no shame no regrets, you know, these kind of things to talk about. I think that
0: will be really helpful too. Oh, I love it. That's what we do this podcast for, to talk about it. Exactly. No shame. Share it with your mom. Share this episode yeah. with your guy friends. Share it with your professors. Share it with everybody. We got to start talking about this stuff. Um, you know, What you said reminded me a lot of our menopause episodes because a lot of our menopause founders say women don't know what menopause is until they have it. And then they're like, wait, what? How? What do I do? So it's the same with with fertility. Well, Sylvia, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for taking the time and uh, being on our show today.
1: Yeah, it's been a pleasure for me too. Thank you so much for have me. Thank you for
0: listening to my interview with Sylvia King, CEO and co-founder of Mira. I hope you enjoyed our conversations about hormones, the body temperature when ovulating, the social stigma of infertility, when people should start tracking their fertility and so much more. I learned a ton, I hope you did too. Now remember the Guild Academy FemTech Edition Accelerator. Um, If you have any questions about that, you're curious, you need more info, We're actually hosting a AMA town hall on September 10th, and it happens at 1 p.m. Central Time. You will get to interact with myself, Dr. Julie Hakeem, my co-founder, and Anne Coquette, the founder of The Guild. Register for this AMA session. It's happening this Thursday, so be quick about it. You can register for it on our website, femtechfocus.org. Also, the next major femtech conference is the Women's Health Innovation Summit, which is happening on September 14th, 15th, and 21st, 22nd. It's a Monday, Tuesday, two weeks in a row. We actually have a partnership with them, and there's a promo code. So use femtechfocus, all one word, to get a huge percentage off your registration fee. Thank you all for being avid listeners of the Femtech Focus podcast. Show us some additional love by following us on social media at Femtech Focus on all the platforms. And subscribe to our new and incredible newsletter through the website femtechfocus.org. And until next time, keep innovating because improving women's health and wellness improves everyone's health and wellness.